This podcast is a proud member of the That Moment In Podcast Network. Check out the network at thatmomentin.com. Hello everybody and welcome to this, another edition of Terror Tuesdays here at the Cinema Recall Podcast. I am your host, The Vern, and I apologize immensely for being late in posting this episode. I had some technical issues going on with this episode as well as another one, so I apologize for the lateness of this one. The show is called Terror Tuesdays and I'm posting it almost at the end of Tuesdays, so I apologize immensely. But uh, let's go ahead and get into my thoughts about Toby Hooper's 1986 horror comedy, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. So, back in 1974, Toby Hooper shot the world when he made The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, this film wasn't just a horror film. It was a ride into hell. With this documentary-style approach, it felt like all the events that were taking place on screen actually did happen. It was found footage way before that name was ever even thought of as a genre. So, in 1986, uh, Mr. Hooper made a sequel that was met with hatred by a lot of critics and fans. Now, over 30 years later, it may be the best sequel the series has ever made. Let's listen to a trailer, and I'll give you my thoughts. Thirteen years ago, audiences across America were horrified by the savagery of a faceless killer. In the wake of this bizarre rampage, he vanished. Now, after more than a decade of silence, he has come out of hiding. Chainsaw Massacre 2. The buzz is back. Directed by Toby Hooper. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 was written and directed by Toby Hooper with co-screenplay credits by L.M. K. Carson. The cast features Dennis Hopper, Caroline Williams, and Bill Mosley. The story starts off at a radio calling show where two yummy assholes are prank calling Stretch, played by Caroline Williams, the Nightly DJ. The two jerkwads decide to play a game of chicken with a pickup truck while they're on the road. This ends up being a bad idea for these two because that truck is owned by the Sawyer family and Leatherface doesn't like playing chicken unless he's plucking feathers. And by feathers I mean skin from humans. So these two yuppie rejects from Wall Street, they are killed and the whole thing is recorded on Stretch's late night DJ show. Lieutenant Lefty and Wright, played by Dennis Hopper, wants Stretch to play that clip on the air so that the police will take him seriously again and begin hunting this family. But the only one who ends up listening to the show is Drayton Sawyer, played by Jim Siddell. 
and he asks his two boys, Chop Top, played by Bill Mosley, and Leatherface, played by Bill Johnson, to dispose of Stretch once and for all. However, when Leatherface sees this lady in the flesh, he can't bring himself to harm her. Soon, Leatherface will have to think with his heart instead of a saw. Um, yeah, there is a lot much more comedy with this movie than the first one. Although it begins the same as the first with the narrator reading her crawl, telling you the events of the first film, it jumps right into the scene that has the banter between Stretch and the two jerks in the car. From this small section, you would never be able to tell that this was a horror feature. Leatherface doesn't actually appear until almost 10 minutes into the movie, and when he does, it's comical. Showing him dancing on top of a car is a far cry from when we last saw him opening that steel gate and bashing that one guy in the noggin. Having the Sawyer family become capitalists and sell their award-winning chili with human flesh at cookouts is brilliant. But that social satire was lost on viewers in 1886, and I think now it's a bit easier to recognize that whole satire right there. Um, while the atmosphere and setting and certain characters were the most memorable thing about the original, I think all the main characters are the most entertaining thing about the sequel. So let's start off with our two heroes, alright? Dennis Hopper made this feature right before great films like River's Edge and Hoosiers. Uh, his character almost feels like he would be Frank Booth, you know, the guy from Blue Velvet with the mask on. He would be his older brother that got into being a police chief rather than being a crime lord. I love the moment when he's uh, testing out chainsaws on the trees and he's doing it the same way a madman would when cutting into someone's flesh. His catchphrase of tear it all down when he tries to destroy the Sawyer home is just awesome because he says it every time he cuts into the house. Almost like the saw won't work unless he says those lines. Uh, Caroline Williams as Stretch is good because she at times is more heroic than the girl in the first movie. For one, she actually does stand her ground with Leatherface and is able to somewhat communicate with them. When she asks, are you mad at me? This kind of throws the big guy off because for years he was told that certain humans are the same as food and he never thought of them as anything but that. As much as Stretch is a badass, are you telling me that she couldn't escape from that old man who could barely hold a hammer? Hell, the girl from the first flick did, and she had way less strength than Stretch. As for our villains, Bill Johnson's take on Leatherface is way different than Gunnar Hansen from the original. I'm not quite sure why he wasn't cast in the sequel, but there is supposed to be a really good documentary about the making of this movie on the Blu-ray got, and I'm very excited to watch that. Johnson's Leatherface is almost like a boy who is discovering sets for the first time. I could maybe buy into him having feelings or care for something the way you would a pet. But to have Leatherface actually use a saw as a foul symbol was a little bit too much in my opinion. This never seemed to be the kind of guy that had sets in the mind. He also, from the first movie, seemed to be unsure about what gender 
he would like to be identified as. Since we did see him with, you know, uh, makeup and everything like that too in the first one. Uh, now we compare this with the Moses character of Chop Top, who almost feels at home with the Firefly family than he does with the Sawyer clan. This made sense because Bill Mosley also portrayed the ruthless brother Otis in Rob Zombie's The House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects. Sporting a metal plate on his head and using the heated end of a hander to burn a section between his brain and the plate for sexual thrills, Chop Top gets more pleasure out of killing people, unlike his brother Leatherface, who seems to do it more out of frustration or because he was told to. The co-writer of this feature is L.M. Kirkerson, who also wrote Paris, Texas, and the remake of Breathless. I am curious to check out both of those, especially Breathless, because the original Godard film has such a unique vibe to it that I am curious to see what the 80s does to the 60s. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 was, I believe, Mr. Hooper and Mr. Carson's response to what would happen to this clan of killers who turned people into chili while also living in Reagan's America. Well, make a profit out of it is what you do. The moment that does stand out the most is when Chop Top is first introduced and Stretch is giving him the tour of the radio studio. If the rest of the movie was just them in that space and having them out with each other, I would be fine with that. I don't like how this movie ends because it feels too open-ended. I get that it does mirror the ending of the first movie just with the roles reversed. It just felt climactic without much satisfaction. Uh, still, I'm giving Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 three stars out of five. Uh, I think this one is really fun movie. Uh, I think it does stand its ground with the first movie. In fact, it stands on its own as well as being a sequel. In fact, screw that. I think it actually is better as a standalone movie than a sequel. Um, yeah, but let us know your thoughts about this movie. I, I'm curious to know what you think about this. Do you think this movie's good? Do you think it, it's a piece of shit? Uh, let us know in the comments there, folks. Uh, we will be back with another episode very shortly. Um, if you have any ideas about what movies you think we should be covering for Terror Tuesdays, let me know, alright? I would love to check it out. Um, but yeah, as always, you can always listen to our past episodes by going to the site thatmomentsin.com. Uh, we are available on Stitcher, uh, Podomatic, iTunes, Player FM, whole bunch of other places to listen to podcasts on. I know that. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We are at cinema underscore recall. We are also on Facebook. Just type in the word cinema recall. Um, that's going to wrap up everything right now. I hope you all have a great night, and I will talk to you soon. Oh, and yes, happy Halloween. All right, hopefully, yes. Our next episode will be coming Tuesday here for Halloween, alright? So, have a good weekend, everybody. Take care. Bye. This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com.